Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, it's here. The summer travel season begins this weekend. It could be the busiest Memorial Day in nearly 20 years. How to make your getaway a breeze and what to expect for the rest of the season. Plus, we have the hottest summer looks in this morning's style file. Swimwear for men and women, whether you're jumping in the pool or heading to a party. And then we're kicking off the week with a start today kickboxing workout you can do right at home. That's all ahead today, Monday, May 20. 2nd, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today on this beautiful Monday morning. I hope it's beautiful where you are. It's lovely here in 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 most parts of the country. Okay, good. I should have asked the meteorologist first. (laughs) I'm Chanel here with Dylan. Craig is off this morning. It was his birthday, so he's celebrating one more day. I mean, I it's know. like Craig, Craig made it a <laughs> jubilee, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> he invited all of his it's guy not friends. Let me not tell him. It's not that It was a jubilee. <laughs> um, Al is recovering from knee surgery. He's getting better every day. He'll be here soon. So, of course, we have a special treat for you on this Monday morning. You're Harry a special Smith. Treat. Thank you so much. Hoda Copy was back in the, I just said her last name as if I, if I say Hoda, you don't know. But she was like, Harry, how lucky are you guys have Harry? And I told Harry, I said, do you feel loved? Because everywhere he goes in the building, loves people you. are like, Harry. <laughs> what did you do this weekend, Harry? Well, you know what I did? What? I went to see Sean Hayes. Oh. In Goodnight Oscar. Mm. This is an amazing play that he's worked on for, somebody said, 20 years. Wow. It's about an amazing pianist, a, a, a tortured artist mm-hmm. who I'm old enough to have seen on the Jack Parr show 50 mm. some years ago. You want to nod? Okay. Anyway, it was, he is, Sean is. That's awesome. Be off the charts. That's awesome. And he, he is play? a great pianist. They do a truncated version of Rhapsody in Blue, mm-hmm. like wow. about 11 minutes instead of 25 or 30 mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And he plays the whole thing. That's oh cool. Goodness. Brings That's a treat. down the house. That's awesome. What about you? Did you play the piano or do anything I, amazing? I wish. <laughs> Remember when I was learning to teach myself the piano and then three kids came along and I just like, <laughs> lost, lost the ability to do that? Um, so we were driving back into the city yesterday and okay. I tried to capture this picture on my phone and it just didn't grasp it, but there was the most beautiful red mm. sun just shining over New York City mm. and it's it was extra beautiful because the wildfires up in Canada are creating oh. just more smoke debris in the air. Uh, and the particulates make the most beautiful sunset. Mm. And I was, you you could almost look at the sun. And I told the boys in the backseat, I'm like, guys, look at the sun, but just for a second. Mommy, don't you tell us not to look away. at the sun? That's we just, funny. We couldn't look away. It was absolutely that. beautiful. And That's cool. You? I had the chance to go back home to Wichita, Kansas. So this weekend, um, the National Association of Black Journalists, they have regional conferences, you know, and so I, I, the Midwest region just happened to have their um, conference in Wichita. So I went and spoke oh. with a, to a group of journalists. It's fun to meet with other local 
local morning anchors in different mm-hmm. cities. That was great. And then my mom and my grandmother, because they're on the left, because it was in Wichita, um, were front and center. So it was pretty cool so. to be able to go home and do a little bit of journalism at the same time. How so. old is grandma now? My grandmother's 93. And you um, went out afterwards, afterwards? I know. We had cocktails. It was such a... <laughs> so it's so cool. I was sitting there. I was like, am I at a bar with my mom and my grandmother? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was a treat. So, well, we hope you had a good weekend. We have a big show for you on this Monday morning, and it is never too early to start thinking about the weekend, especially when it's a holiday weekend. Here's why we're talking about it today. Apparently, the summer summer travel season, it kicks off with Memorial Day, as you know. But apparently this year, it could be one for the record books. So let's bring in NBC's Sam Brock. He's in Miami this morning. So Sam, set the scene for us. How many people are estimated to travel this Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, Chanel, it's a projected 42.3 million people, which would be a 7% increase from last year, which was a huge number. And guys, good morning. As we look at the specifics there, that's the total number at the top of your screen, 42.3 million. If you focus just on air travel, 3.4 million is up double digits from last year at 11%. And everybody from airline CEOs to J.P. Morgan Chase's industry analysts talking about the fact that bookings right now are meaningfully higher than they were at this time a year ago. If you look at the TSA checkpoint numbers, guys, two to 300,000 more passengers per day these last few days versus the year prior, about a million plus per week. So there are elevated levels of travelers. You know that the FAA has been doing what it can to try to make things smoother for this holiday season. What they've done is create 169 new corridors, more efficient corridors. They say allow air traffic controllers to move planes based on where the congestion is. We've also seen the Department of Transportation step in and fine airlines some $600 million last year for overly delayed or certainly canceled flights. Maybe that will be incentive for folks to make sure that things are running smoothly. Uh, but right now, all bets are off. We know it's record numbers, like you said, Chanel. And in fact, it could be the highest amount of people at airports since 2005 for this holiday. Wow. I'm stressed out already. I know. Okay. <laughs> so what right advice now. can you give us, Sam, to sort of dial that stress down just a little bit? For sure. So two different things. One, if you're going to be on the road, as 37 million people, Harry, are, do not leave in the middle of the day on Thursday or Friday, especially if you're coming from big cities Mm -hmm. like Miami or New York or Boston or San Francisco. Just a bad idea in general. Try to leave as early as you can. Thursday and Friday, those are the hottest hours, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And on Monday, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., the earlier that you can leave in the morning, the better. As far as flights are concerned, book the first or second flight that you can, because as those delays accumulate over the course of the day, the likelihood that you're going to get delayed increases as you get into the afternoon and early evening. So try to get a morning flight. And as far as where people are going this holiday season, according to AAA, the most popular destinations, New York City, Orlando, Las Vegas, and then those cities that have cruise availability, so Miami, Seattle, Anchorage, and the prices there, as you see on your screen, are projected to go up, at least for those destinations, by about 40%. Oh but year gosh. over year, if you would believe this, and I wow. kind of did not, airfare is actually down slightly from where we were a year ago. Hmm. Really? I haven't seen it. I'm not flying to Wichita. <laughs> Apparently, that's what they tell <laughs> we'll us. We'll take the good news there. All right, thank you, Sam. Sam. Thanks. You got it. All right, well, now to a group of people who are traveling just a little bit farther, you know, than Miami or Seattle. A historic launch took place last night at the Kennedy Space Center. A SpaceX rocket is docking this morning at the International Space Station. And, of course, NBC's Tom Costello was there for the launch. He's also been working on a new documentary for the Meet the Press reports. It's called Race to Mars. So, Tom, NASA says there's a chance we could put people on Mars in just 17 years. It seems like a very specific number. Where, where's that coming from? Yeah. 
Do you believe it? 17 years. 2040 is what the NASA chief is telling me. Uh, there are outside experts who are skeptical, but NASA is convinced that they can make it happen. And here's part of the motivation. It's, it's that China is about to put humans on the moon by 2030. And so that's kind of lighting a fire under NASA. And we love the stuff. Dylan, you and I geek out over space. But here's <laughs> the thing. I was surprised to find out that to get to Mars, NASA is going to go nuclear. One month after Elon Musk's Starship launched, then broke apart on liftoff. A rapid unscheduled disassembly. Both SpaceX and NASA insist they're committed to the rocket, first to land astronauts on the moon, but ultimately to carry crews to Mars as soon as 2040. While science and exploration are the driving motivators, there's also a competitive factor, China. The Chinese government is very secretive, and a lot of their plans uh, involve their military preparations. And so there's a reason for us to get there first. And NASA wants to get there faster. A round-trip mission to Mars could take two to three years. So to cut the travel time, America is going back to the future. To the 1960s and a government program most Americans have never heard of to develop nuclear-powered rockets. It turns out they made big progress back in the 60s, running expensive tests. The goal now, send astronauts to the moon and beyond on nuclear rockets. When the Apollo astronauts went to the moon, they needed five of these massive F-1 engines just to get them off the Earth and escape the Earth's gravitational pull. Seven and a half million pounds of thrust. Here at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, they've got an exact replica to scale of the Saturn V. 363 feet tall. Future astronauts will need that kind of lift, but once they're in space, they can use a much smaller engine, a nuclear engine, to go all the way to Mars and back, a fraction of the size. And that engine could last 20 years. This is a big place. It's happening now at the Marshall Test Flight Center in Huntsville. This is where they put components of nuclear thermal rockets, such as this fuel element here, and like the one that you're holding. These are the building blocks for America's future nuclear propulsion going to space. Yes. But America's best-known astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, wonders why we're going. So I'm all for people in space, but to accomplish scientific goals... The robot can live off of sunlight and you can't. Robot is not going to cry because we ran out of money. We can't bring you back. Yeah, well, I would cry if you ran out of money. You can't bring me back. Here's what's kind of interesting, though. We've already used nuclear batteries on the Voyager 2 probe that we sent out in 1977 out into space. It's still out there. It's still sending back images of space, of various planets. But the memory on board Voyager sent in 1977 is three million times less than what's in your That's cell phone, incredible. you guys. Wow. It's still ticking away old. out there. That's Nuclear wild. batteries. That's amazing. Wow. Thank yeah. you, Tom. And by the way, you can watch okay. much more of Tom's reporting and Meet the Press Reports Race to Mars. You can watch it on NBC News Now and on demand on Peacock, and it's on YouTube. So really cool. it's everywhere. Guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That Tom Costello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we have him. All right, coming up next, if you're launching into a new career, we have some strategies for job hunters, the booming industries, even the best cities to find work. We are going to break it all down for you when we come right back. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back with today's checklist. Graduation season is in full swing, and that means a new class of job seekers just in time. LinkedIn is out today with its guide to kickstarting your career, highlighting the top jobs, industries, and even cities. So here with an exclusive first look is Dan Roth, LinkedIn editor-in-chief. Dan, good morning to you. Good morning. We talk about graduates, but honestly, there are probably a lot of people watching right now who are looking for jobs. So this is of interest to them, too. Uh, Let's start with this before we get into your advice. For months, we've had this kind of cloud over the economy. I mean, people are worried about, you know, could there be a recession down the line? If you're a grad uh, or job seeker, should you be worried about that? Or has that impacted the job market? I mean, yeah, you should be worried. It's, it is a much more volatile time than we've seen in a long time. The overall hiring rate is a 29% is down 29% really? from last year. Yeah. And it's down 32% for new grads. Mm. So definitely some storm clouds, but employers are hiring. They are saying that they intend to hire 15% more college grads this year than they did last year. And this graduating class is an incredibly resilient class. They have been through COVID. They know how to navigate weird times. They're going to be just fine in this job market, whatever it throws at them. So let's jump right in. What are some of the hottest industries grads should be looking at? Sure. So if you are just uh, leaving college right now, the top three roles are product management, okay. uh, consulting, and procurement or um, of making sure that you're like signing contracts and finding supplies and goods for companies. Mm. Number one, product management, huge growth in product management, 26% increase in hiring in that role that in the last mean? year. Yeah, I don't even That's know like that if you are launching any kind of a new technology or you're rolling something out at your company, a product manager is in charge of every piece of that puzzle. It's, it's, it's planning and it's thinking about the marketing, it's thinking about the rollout, mm-hmm. it's working with the engineers to figure out what that looks like. And this used to be a tech role. Now every industry is hiring PMs. Mm-hmm. So and then the three big industries that are hiring for college grads are uh, professional services. So that's like accounting firms, consulting firms, uh, law firms, uh, healthcare and hospitals, and then manufacturing. That's where the hiring is happening. Okay. So one of the giant conversations of the last decade 
to degree or not to degree? Mm -hmm. That is the question. There are so many jobs out there and states have actually changed their laws with regards to jobs that used to require a BA or a BS degree. Talk about that segment of the job market and what's out there and what's available and who can get it. Sure. So the skills-based hiring is a trend that just keeps accelerating. Nearly 20% of jobs right now that are listed do not require a college degree. Two years ago, that was at 15%. This is like a massive change going on. Uh And hiring managers now, we see that they are 50% more likely to search candidates based off of the skills they have versus the years of experience. Again, culture change in how you think about hiring and promoting within a company. So there are jobs out there. If you do not have a college degree, the top three jobs, consulting, um, marketing and research. They are over 20% growth in hiring in those areas for people without degrees. So what Tra- about- and trades. And tra- yeah. Oh, and trades for sure. Absolutely. Off the charts. What about cities? Are there any hot cities where people perhaps are, are there hiring more so than others? Yeah. Well, every time I come here, I feel like we're trying to figure out whether remote jobs are going to stick around or not. <laughs> they keep disappearing. Really? And so the advice is you got to go where the jobs are. Okay. So the big cities still the biggest hirers of, of recent grads, but we're seeing three cities pop up as being really quick hirers okay. of new grads. Seattle, number one, 9% increase in hiring of new grads uh, in the last year. And that's mm. because of big companies like Microsoft, Meta, Boeing, yeah. Hartford, Connecticut for manufacturing jobs. Mm. And Houston is a huge hire in the uh, healthcare industry and they're hiring lots of new grads. Okay. And so for people who are just starting out, I feel like there are folks who've been in the job market for a long time. They have all this experience. They're looking for jobs. But for those new grads, that first job, I mean, what is some advice you have for them about this first job? So this is, we get all kinds of advice on LinkedIn. I'm trying to read all of it. Number one is be passionate, but not attached. You get your first job. You are going to have lots of changes coming at you. You need to be excited. You need to go into it, be like, oh, this role is the best. I'm doing what matters the most. And then your boss is going to come to you and say, actually, we need you to do something else. Mm -hmm. You have to be just as passionate about the next thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Second is you're going to have lots of firsts. You're going to write your resume for the first time. You're going to interview for the first time. You're going to sit in meetings for the first time. You're going to do all kinds of stuff. You are an amateur. Be okay with being an amateur. You're going to make mistakes. You have to know that no one is expecting that much out of you. Be okay with those mistakes. They're going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the three is network. Always be networking. You want to make sure you're meeting people. And one of the best things that you can do, this advice came from Ginny Rometty, the former CEO of IBM, is help everyone. Anyone ask you for anything, say yes. Just keep helping them. That is a great way to meet people. Companies are capricious. But relationships last. Yeah. Make yeah. relationships. So Great advice, Dan. Yeah. Thanks. As, As always. always. Exactly As always. Right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Coming up in our series, Mind Matters, a really important conversation about managing anxiety, especially in kids. Then later, a swimwear style file <laughs> looks to take you from the party to the pool. That's a little later on. All right, we'll now. Be right back. This is an important segment right now. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this morning we have an important and powerful conversation for our Mind Matters series. So listen to this. A new government study found the number of children diagnosed with anxiety grew by 29% in recent years. Well, now a new documentary, it's called Anxious Nation. It's shining a light 
on what some of those kids and their parents are going through, including Laura Morton and her daughter, Sevi. Laura and Sevi are here to tell us more about their journey and this product project. And we also have therapist Lynn Lyons, who's also featured in the documentary. Good morning to Good all morning. of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks First for having all, thank us. Thank you for sharing this, because, Harry, you just said, where was this 25 years ago? I mean, this is something I think so many people need. Mm-hmm. So, Sevi, starting with you, you're now 14 years old. You're in the ninth grade. Uh, but in this documentary, you describe anxiety as hurting in your bones. Mm. I mean, how did you know it was anxiety and, and what was that whole experience like for you? Honestly, for the longest time, I really didn't know it was anxiety. I didn't know what it was. And I mm-hmm. saw all these kids my age who might have been dealing with the same thing, having fun. But for some reason, I just couldn't let myself do that. And these weird feelings just kept coming up. And we didn't know what it was mm-hmm. for a really long time. Yeah. You know, I'm curious. Before yeah. you came out here this morning, mm-hmm. were you anxious? No, I was not actually, yeah. funny enough. <laughs> Which in and of itself shows you so the distance from the little clip to where you are now. Which yes. Is absolutely remarkable. Thank you. Help me understand, as you're going through this as a family, why did you say, we need to make a movie out of this? You know, Harry, I felt like I was failing my child as a mother, as a parent. I felt like uh, everything we were doing to try to get Savvy help didn't seem to be working. And I put a single post on Facebook that said kids and anxiety who's dealing with it because I thought what was happening in our home Mm. was only happening in our home. And this was in 2018. So we've come a long way before before COVID, before the pandemic. And I was shocked by the response that we got. And I'm a storyteller by trade. And I, I just knew there was something happening and I knew parents needed, I knew if our family was struggling, I couldn't imagine how other families were getting through this. So I set out on this journey to tell this story so families can feel seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Linton, you're an expert in this field. How do you know whether your child is just, I mean, you know, we all remember being anxious for a test or, you know, middle school is tough for any child. How do you know whether it's crossed the line where it's really actually a problem when it comes to anxiety? Well, one of the things you want to pay attention to is does your child's anxiety get in the way of the things they want and need to do? And so we're all sort of familiar with the physical symptoms of anxiety. Maybe a child has tummy aches or headaches or things like that. But when it really, there are three things that show up. When we see rigidity, so things have to be a certain way and you feel like it's sort of holding your family hostage. Mm. When we see avoidance, so a child is avoiding the things like going to school, going to Mm -hmm. birthday parties, interacting with other kids. Mm -hmm. And when we see really big emotional reactions. So remember, anxiety wants certainty and it promotes things that many of us would think as normal things to an emergency. And so when you have these big, huge emotional reactions, those are three things that parents really should pay attention to. That's very helpful. And then what do you do if you do notice those things? Well, so there's prevention. So if you notice those things, you want to promote flexibility in your family, flexibility as a value. You do not want to work with the anxiety disorder and continue the avoidant patterns. And you want to really talk to your kids about being able to express their emotions, putting words to their feelings, and teach them things that really help them. It's not that we're trying to get rid of feelings. We're trying to teach kids it's okay to feel them. And then what do we do exercise, movement, 
talking and understanding how this thing works, which I think was an enormously important thing for Sevi to learn. So she knew what was going on and it didn't feel so overwhelming and mysterious. Which brings me back to you two, because in the end of the day, if you understand it, how does that change your life and how does that change your, your two relationship? Mm. Yeah, I think we have a very common language, and most of it, I think, to you, because we really do use common language like um, doing the disorder, leader, yeah. doing the disorder, and I think that's helped us. She, it's helped her understand what my anxiety looks like mm -hmm. way better. Any parent who watches Anxious Nation will benefit from those those takeaways. And so, you know, and it's available to stream on all the major platforms right now. And I think it's really important that families systemically come together on this because parents really don't understand what the kids are going right. through and the kids don't feel seen and heard. Yeah. And there's a great quote in the, in the uh, film by Alex Kotlowitz from the Child Mind Institute here. And he says, react to it immediately. When right. your kid is sick, you call the doctor in two seconds. Right. Yeah. Don't wait how many years? Two to eight years yeah. is right. the average family. Because yeah. you think yeah. that maybe they'll get over it. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you thank you so yeah. much, yeah. Laura, Sevi, and Lynn. Thank you so much for being here this morning. The documentary is called Anxious Nation. And as you just heard, it's streaming on Amazon, Google Play, and Apple. All right. Great show today. All right. Coming up, how to pull off the modernista look in our swimwear style file. We're going to explain what that means and how to look cool at the pool or wherever you go this summer. And then later, we are punching things up a notch with a great start today workout to kick off your week. We'll be right back. Right, listen up, kids. <laughs> this morning's style file is all about swimwear anywhere because all these items don't necessarily look like you're about to jump in the pool. Jay Bolin is celebrity fashion expert, and he joins us now this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Let to be here. <laughs> you can almost feel the tropical I know. <laughs> right. Let's go to look number one. Okay. What is this so, all about? So now we're getting nowadays, you can't clock swimwear anywhere anymore. It's like swimwear to swimwear. Ooh. So this look right here, my curvy ladies always have a difficult time finding great cover-ups, right? Mm -hmm. Well, not anymore. Eloquie and Gabby Fresh has come together to do a collaboration and they have oh. solved this problem. So now my curvy ladies get the fabulous cover-ups like I you see with this it. one. And there's a fabulous swimsuit that you see that's underneath there as well. It's a little subliminal, but this is showing you how that you can wear something oh, yeah. from like literally from the beach oh. and going directly into dinner or it's going like into like a cut. brunch or something. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the exact same cut. And then we have this fabulous clutches from DSW. I absolutely so love cute. it. Just full of color. We like I love that. Have lots right. of color From the pool to a little cocktail party. I, I know, mean, right? she's ready. I love that. I love this. Yeah, so okay. this, is, this is our look number one. All right. Very you nice. Want to do the second one? Okay. Uh, this next look, um, we're taking the black and white pattern thing. Yes. Um, oh. This is Denise. This is a whole modernista. Okay, okay so, so everybody knows that I'm obsessed with mixing prints. I love mixing prints, and we've done that so well here. Now, Denise is rocking all kind of prints, and what happens here with swimsuits, oh, ladies are always wanting to be able to glamouflage in whatever yes. way they possibly can. <laughs> Wait, so tell me that word again. I've never glamouflage. heard of it. Glamouflage. <laughs> glamouflage. That's my new favorite word. <laughs> right. So the stripes are helping to, like, snatch that waistline in and give all the curvature that every lady will want. Okay, and then this swimsuit actually comes from Amazon. Really? Yes, it comes from Amazon, and then the actual cover-up comes from Free People. I'm obsessed with this. I love all the mixed prints. Love. And then we have these, these wedges. The wedges are great to be able to wear to any kind of beach side, any kind of pool side, and then also be able to go to brunch as well. Now, all you have to do is take this cover up and close it and belt it up, and then you have a dress. Oh, yeah. 
and you yeah, can wear yeah. this out anywhere you want to, okay? And then we cannot go to the beach or okay. to brunch without having a fabulous pair of frames. And here we yes. are with our Meek Styles frames from MeekStyles.com. I absolutely love it. I'm here for this whole And energy. I want your confidence. Right? I'm like, <laughs> that throw, we all do. I love all we all that want throw in my dressing room, please. All right, next, should we talk about the guys? And yes, we did coming? not leave our fellows out, believe it or not. We love we love of love color. And so layers Ooh. are very important because think about it if you're like in Los Angeles or where it's like a little bit of a cool breeze, you're like, I don't really know how to really dress for that particular right. type of beachside. And so this is what you do. You layer it up. We got this striped button down actually from H&M. I love it. Well, just looks cool, like a little graphic tee. It looks like it's linen. like a linen. Yeah. 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 So it's soft and it's lightweight. Light. And good so looking. you're just, so it's just a, a good way to layer. And then these pants, these actual shorts are ombre. These come from Macy's and they're less than 50 bucks. Really? I love mixing the patterns here. So we mixed stripes earlier and now we're mixing patterns and we topped it off with these slides. These are Jordan slides. Really? I love color on the feet. Okay. I didn't for the know fellas. Jordan had slides. No, right. These are Jordan slides. They come from finish line. Wow. So so I'm obsessed with this look as well. Just a really cool, chill, relaxed look for the fellas. This is what my about stylist. Old school, matchy, I matchy. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I got, I got some matchy, matchy coming up for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank you <laughs> so right. much. All right, so let's get to that matchy-matchy. We have yeah, so special ma matchy-matchy. So special guest, this is my 15-year-old son. So this is the real Hi, cool son. guy, okay? Oh this is the, the teenager who keeps me fresh so and who keeps the household fresh, okay? So he talks to us and lets us know what the modern trends are. And for teenagers, I didn't know, but he, he showed me and told me exactly what it is. So we have this matching set from ASOS. This is the matchy-matchy. I, that I, was just I talking thought you about. were going to really do cool, my dress, my dress. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. It's I'm okay. Here for it. Yes, and so we have like the white little t-shirt underneath it just to kind of layer it up and kind of add some more layers as we've been talking about. And the sneakers, so the cool little Nike blazers. You so kick those cute. off and you're right at the beach, you put them on and you go right to lunch. Oh, Jay this is Bowling. I love yeah. it. Great. Jay Bowling. All of you guys, do you want to come out and come, yeah. come back out? Right. I love it. All this is man. why you're all a stylist, Shay. You can go out and buy some Good job, Denim. <laughs> and if yeah, you, you would like to have some more information about this swimwear, check out today.com slash shop. I love all of it. That's a home run. All right, coming up, clear some space in your living room because we are going to kick it with the Start Today workout that you will get. We're going to get you all moving this on this Monday morning. We'll be right back. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay.
This morning we are kicking off the week with a great start today workout. Kickboxing instructor Eliza Shirazi is the founder of Kick It by Eliza and the virtual fitness platform, the Fempire membership. Ooh, I nice. love this. Fempire. We saw you punching in some of the teases. So yes. how do you get started? Yeah, thanks, Dylan. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Now, a lot of people think working out is so dreadful. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I hate the gym. I don't want to do it. It's a punishment. My job with Kick It is to teach people that movement can be fun. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy it and you should use it as a gift. It's a gift that we get to move like this today. So we have made an impact on thousands of people uh, through our virtual membership. And today mm-hmm. I'm going to bring you just a few exercises that you might see in our classes and hopefully inspire some people at home to take action. Okay. Yeah, All right. So it. let's get into our first one. So we're actually going to start with a warm up. We're going to take two arm sweeps and then you're going to reach for your thighs, a little hinge at the hips. Now, a lot of people skip the warm up, but it's mm-hmm. really important to work on flexibility and mobility before you get into it. You got to know that's it. All right. Now we're going to do it one more time and then we're going to get into the second okay. workout. So the second workout, we're going to take a front kick. Yep. And you're going to take a squat and then you're going to do it on the other leg. You're going to kick. Okay. And you're going to squat. Anyway. A lot of people think that boxing and kickboxing, the power is coming from the arms, but it's coming from the, from the legs. legs. And think about every day when you're sitting and you're standing, picking up your pets or your kids, you got to work on your lower yes. body to lift all these things, right? Okay. Next exercise, we're going to get into shadow boxing. So you're going to bring your left foot forward, right foot back. Hands are up. We're going to okay. go for a Jab, cross. Jab, cross. Yes, and then you're going to duck. Yes, Harry. Okay. Jab, Jab cross, cross and duck. Now, I'm going to show you an advanced move. Jab, cross. If you don't want to duck, you can jump. So we're getting Ooh. a little bit more into that cardiovascular health. Harry, can you do the jump? Let's go, Harry. <laughs> Jab, cross. <laughs> Wait, am I jumping or squatting? Whichever now I don't one you want. Oh, okay. you want. That's the beauty of it. There are <laughs> options for everybody. Okay, let's move into the next one. We're going to stay where we are. Hands are up. We're going to take a traveling jab. So you're going to step forward. Yes, and then step back. Oh. Now we're working on Wait. coordination. Step, push off the back foot. Okay. And then back to center. Good. One more time. Step. Coordination is important, right? Yeah. It is. Back to center. But once you get it the first time, then it's like, okay, then you can keep it. That's right. Yeah. All right. The next exercise, we're going to actually end up in a tabletop position, which I will do, but we're going to stay standing for right now. Okay. So you're going to bring your arms up. We're going to step one foot back. Yep. And then bring it back to center. Okay. Other foot back and bring it back to center. Now we're going to start to move the arms. So leg back and then everything comes in. Okay. Leg back, everything comes in. Good, so we're recruiting and promoting a lot of core work here. Many people think okay. you need to do crunches to get that core strength. Does this work so your abs? Things. Sure does. Is this sure does. everything? I feel like this is almost a full yeah, body workout. Yeah, it's definitely hitting many parts of the body, and you can continue with that. I'm gonna show you what it might look like on the ground. So, oh. tabletop position, lift the knees, and you can do the same thing with your legs, oh, yeah, that's reaching intense. back, Go just like it, this. But I like to show people these options because you don't need to do just crunches. Looks just like her. To use your core. That was my goal. There you go. It's just yoga, but faster. That's right. Yoga, but faster. These are good. This is great. Yeah, Liza, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. For more on all of these exercises, I know, right? So the good thing is we put it all on today.com slash start today. So a little later after your lunch. Get on the ground and do these things right in your living room. Yes. This is great. Thank you so much. All right, coming up next, we are digging into the four-pound cake that is flying off store shelves. We're going to find out this Costco dessert. Does it live up to all the hype? Well, we worked out, so now it's time to try it. That's so, the we'll transition be right, back. right there, yeah. How much time do I have? 
with another edition of This Is Today, where we highlight some of the most buzzworthy stories on today.com. So if you want to read more or weigh in, scan the QR code at the bottom of your screen. And here to break it down for us is today digital editorial director, Ariana Davis. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. So as soon as I heard this first story, I'm like imagining if my dog could live this long. Tell us about Bobby. Bobby is the world's old, not only the current living oldest dog, but the oldest dog who has ever lived. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, he lives in Portugal on a rural, in a rural home with his owner, owner, Lionel. And he just celebrated his 31st birthday with a, a big birthday party of what? over a hundred guests. In, hu- yes. in human years, 30 not 31 dog years. Human years, not dog years. He has lived 31 years on this earth. Wow. This That's amazing. Yes. He's, Is there a secret? He's lived only on human food, apparently, and he's never been uh, leashed or caged. He uh, just roams around in the forest around his home. That's and incredible. even though his, it seems like his sight is declining and he's a little bit slower than he used to be, he still seems to be in good health. And he's just like, he enjoys taking long naps by the fire, yeah. but he's <laughs> not still- long naps. We're going to put him on e-harmony. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, Bobby. Long naps by the fire. <laughs> yeah, Bobby sounds awesome. like me. I mean, <laughs> so like who doesn't love a long nap on the fire? Yeah. Right? So this other story I find really interesting, the need for friendship. Tell us about that. Yeah, so research and many studies have found that a key to our longevity and our health is friendships. But one thing that we don't often think about is the types of friendships that we have. Mm-hmm. So our team at Today.com interviewed a few experts who, who basically said that there are five types of friendship that are basically key to our, our lives and our health and longevity. One is, of course, your close friends. So mm-hmm. those are the friends that you can pick up the phone and call them. Even if you haven't spoken in a while, you're always going to have that connection. Then there are your lifelong friends, or those are usually childhood friends. Mm-hmm. So folks who have known you since you were a kid, they have the context of your family, your friends. Um, then and there's also friends of convenience. So let's just say you're doing a workout class or mm-hmm. you're you know, taking a cooking class, the friends that you meet during your hobbies and your interests. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, your work friends. So mm-hmm. your colleagues and people that you work, work, work with who can relate to you and everything that's happening at work. And then finally, there's the chapter of life friends. That's a good yeah. one too. So if you're a new mom, if you're right. going through a divorce, whatever you're going through in your life, whatever that's happening, it's important to have those type of friends as well. That's an interesting that. one. I like so that. one of the things I read recently is that it's along with the friends, hang time. This is this thing that everything we do is so regimented that with your friends, you need to have time when you're just chilling. Love yeah. that. Yes. Right? Yeah. When you're yeah. not just like meeting up for coffee or drinks, but you're right. literally just like hanging out in the house. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So right. I have, we just have to go. What? Is it time to eat yet? <laughs> is it time to eat? Yeah, I think it might be time to eat. Did they show the pictures? What pictures? I don't know. Never mind. Oh, the friendship thing. You're right. It's, right. We gotta, it's time for it. It's yes. time for it. Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. So now it's ready to okay. eat. No, we're bringing the food, but I think the friendship one is important because first okay, of all, let's all of my, my, my pals. Down, look at pictures. There's, uh, there's Garrett, Aww. right? My good pal. And then my friend Mike. Oh, Lord. This looks like trouble. Oh, look at that. Right? I right. love that. Yes. And what is it about him? How long have you guys been friends, Harry? Yeah, 40 some years. Harry said, I want to show you all my friends. Yeah, you're going to yeah. see them. And I told my friends they were going to be on the Today Show. I know. What about yours? <laughs> well, you guys just met my best friend from, oh, from growing up, my friend Janine. Um, this was from the trip we got to do together oh, last week. So I love that. And then last and but yours? not least, I know my girlfriend, Zakia. Um, oh, it's oh, just wow. one of those things. We met in a chapter in life. You know, you meet somebody and it starts out just being like a friend of convenience and then you become lifelong friends. And these are my lifelong friends. Oh, we on love the beach. to see it. Mm-hmm. We, we love it. What we have to do every So where's summer. the cheesecake from? So let me yeah. tell you oh, about wow, what you're already digging amazing. into. So oh, of course, God. because of TikTok, there is a four pound mm. lemon meringue cheesecake. Like four pounds a it's four pounds, this whole cake that's gone. It's gone viral. Oh, and our today.com food reporter, Joe Lamore, calls this an Avenger assembly of 
of flavors. And oh, I wanted to know if it lives up to the hype. I need to know. But this is so all over TikTok thing. right now. Sometimes we'll have things and you don't try them. You're trying this one. I'm trying this one. No, because I needed to know. This is worth it. And it lives up to the hype. Wow. This is from Costco? It's from Costco. Costco's having cheesecake with the graham cracker crust. Yes. I Costco's would, having I would a moment the with meringue, their desserts. Frankly. And just go for the bottom. Right. Yeah, yeah, honestly, the, the lemon, lemon and the, the cheesecake is what makes it. Everybody's, like, talking about this on, on the Internet. It's, all like, right. breaking the Internet. It's all over TikTok, and it's for a reason. Oh, my God. It may it right. may not be at a Costco by you just yet because they're slowly rolling it out. So, run, don't walk to your nearest Costco. See so if they have it because <laughs> this is actually, mm. yeah, I might have to eat this whole slice. I'm not going to Oh, my God. And the last one, real quick, we have time for it, right? The being a passenger on the plane, what not to do. Ooh. So many ah. videos have gone viral recently of people on planes. There was the dad who was wondering whether or not you should clean, a flight attendant needs to clean up after your kid. So mm-hmm. we went to a plane etiquette expert and basically asked, what are the do's and don'ts? So I'm curious if you guys have any no-nos that when you're flying, you're like, this is rude if somebody else Don't does it. Don't take your socks off. Don't take That's your, the number like, one thing on her okay. list. Don't, Don't I don't want to see your toes. Unless there's room. Oh, if I'm sitting, oh. yeah. Especially because he's a tall guy. So they, they, they recline their seat and oh. they're like, it's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that, that, that was, yeah, not you. taking yeah. off your shoes and your socks is at the top of the list. Also, not waking up your, the person next to you. So if, the, if someone comes by to do service, you don't need to wake them up. Yes. You can just let them, let, let them, them live. Let them do let their them own thing. Exactly. Yeah. Don't sprawl out. Don't take up all the space. You want to be cognizant of the space that you have around you as well. <laughs> this is great. Ariana, thank you win. so much. Right. Head to today.com or sign up for our This Is Today newsletter by scanning the QR code on your screen. You'll get the latest news to your email sent every single morning. Cognizant. Be right back. Thank you for cognizant. This? That's real. It's really good. Our third hour day camp has come to an end. How much fun was <laughs> Thank this? Thank you, Harry. We'll see, <laughs> see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Have Bye-bye. a good day. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.